0: listening to the Niagara Sports Hub with Mike Fisher. I'm here with my co-host, Tim Ward. Tim, how are you doing today?
1: JP, I'm doing great. It's Friday. Um, got a Illini football game tonight that I'm going to against the Maryland Terrapins. And um, then we've got NFL this weekend. But uh, let's get talking to Mike real quick. Mike, what's your biggest takeaway from week one in the NFL?
2: Yeah, and once again, thanks for, uh, for having me, boys. I, I appreciate it. Um, in our Sports Illustrated coverage of Washington, which we do, uh, Washington on SI, part of the story with Washington the Giants is making sure you don't start zero and two. It is a it is a disaster if you start zero and two. Uh, and now that's where the Giants are. Giants, by the way, have done that five straight years now. They're, they start zero and two for five straight years. I think it all started on that uh, that infamous boat, boat photo, photo trip. Boat. Remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah the Beckham Big Beckham in the front. Yeah, <laughs> and that and that was that was the end of the Giants, um, that fateful trip. So the numbers uh, are hugely against you if you start 0-2. The Cowboys, of course, are 0-1. Uh, they travel to Los Angeles for the Chargers on Sunday. That's a challenge. They'll do it without almost certainly uh, their two starting defensive ends. Tank Lawrence is out for eight weeks with a broken foot, sustained in practice the other day. And Randy Gregory, the other defensive end who – They've waited for half a decade to get through personal issues and trauma and turmoil to get to this point. He's in COVID protocol, so uh, he doesn't look very likely. You, you guys will remember the Cowboys' second Super Bowl run of the 90s, second Super Bowl season. Sure. They won it in the 92 season. That summer, I did the big story on um, Emmett Smith saying, I want quarterback money. His contract was up. I want quarterback money. And that was unheard of at the time, of course. And so the Cowboys started that season in defense of their Super Bowl and started 0-2. Mm-hmm. And and uh, things were looking ugly, and they did it without Emmett. Well, Charles Haley gets gets uh, remembered for, have, for being part of the impetus to getting Jerry Jones to say, listen, let's get this done, no matter what. Because after the second loss, which was at Texas Stadium, Charles Haley took his helmet and... In the locker room, and threw it through the sheetrock, threw it through the wall. His helmet went through the wall, oh, and uh, that was the wake-up call for Jerry Jones. I, I, I think I think the players are right. They sign Emmett Smith after an O and two start, and they go win another Super Bowl. That's rare. 0 uh, two is almost a death knell in the NFL.
1: So Washington wins a wild game last night. Um, John and I were talking before the podcast, and uh, I. I couldn't believe they had the offsides. He gets to kick a a, a redo and he hits the field goal. So Washington's uh, up in the division. So as you said, Cowboys are on one, hoping not to go into against the Chargers this week. Do You see it being a shootout, Dak and Justin Herbert, just in a full throttle shootout.
2: Of course, the Chargers have the defensive weapons to come get to you with Bosa, who I bet you guys know pretty darn well. And the Cowboys right tackle, Lyle Collins, one of these, the five disastrous things that have happened to the Cowboys this week, and I'll rattle through those in a minute. He gets suspended for five games for uh, for a confounding substance abuse situation. So the right tackles out, the wide receiver, Michael Gallup, out with uh, an injury, Tank Lawrence out, Randy Gregory, COVID, and then you guys remember Leon Lett, the uh, defensive lineman from those 90s? Yeah. And he had, he had a couple infamous uh, goofball plays in in his otherwise illustrious career was, um, was very, very shy as a player. And I knew him of course, as a player uh, and didn't do any, just couldn't, couldn't bear it, especially after the mistakes. And it took him years and years to finally say, I'm I'm just going to talk about it. I mean, and, and it's okay. You know, yeah, I, picked up a fumble and ran it back. And then somebody knocked it out of my hand, but we won the game 55 to 12. Who cares? It's okay. And part of what brought him out of his shell was uh, a Snickers commercial. They came, Snickers came to him and said, was it Don Beebe, the Bills wide receiver? Yep. Yep. And that, that's who knocked the ball out of his hand. So why don't the two of you guys do a fun commercial? And, um, and, and Leon let, I think got better from it, but he, it was the first time I ever saw a guy have flop sweat. He was like he had stage fright from being interviewed. And we didn't understand it very well then. Obviously, I think we all have a better understanding of it now. So Leon on Wednesday, on the same day that Tank Lawrence breaks his foot, he somehow gets he's a defensive line coach here. He some, somehow gets tangled up with the blocking sled. And I can hear us chuckling a little bit. Well, he he has a torn quad and has to have had to have surgery on it. So it's really not very funny, except except Leon Lett is six foot seven, three hundred pound Leon Lett. Uh, who you'd think could dominate the blocking sled uh, on this day, lost to it. And uh, I was standing right there when they took him off on the cart and he was pointing at his right thigh. And I, and everybody said immediately, Oh, it's his leg. And I'm thinking, you know, could be any, I mean, could be anything. I was, I was worried it was worse than that, frankly, but uh, that's the big five, big five problems for the Cowboys. They lose to Tampa and can talk about a moral victory but they haven't had in the last uh, ensuing five days, they, they've had nothing but losses in terms of personnel and otherwise.
0: Uh, going back to that Redskins game, you know, they started Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Sounds like a a, a nice beer, refreshing uh, beer. You, but- you
2: can't tell if it's a beer or a muffler. <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah, that's right. But, uh, you know, he performs pretty well. He performed last year in the uh, uh, playoff game against Tampa Bay. So um, I think they have confidence in him. Um, I had a question about quarterbacks, uh, you know, rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks going into their second or third year. Which which ones do you like out there?
2: Whew. Well, you know, he's been around a little bit. I think he's 28 years old. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, he started a game for the Carolina Panthers. So he's a guy that uh, Norv Turner knew, and now Scott Turner is the offensive coordinator in Washington. So he knew him in Carolina. And then, of course, Ron Rivera knew him. So uh, he's a known quantity, but you know what he else is? He's kind of a folk hero. He's got that aura about him because you know he's not great, but, but he's, he's, he's ballsy. He is that. Uh, I would say that the guy the Cowboys are playing this week, Justin Herbert, that's a scary guy because um, he's big and he's strong and he's smart. And the Cowboys against Brady, Brady drops back 50 times to pass, and the Cowboys never sacked him. I'm not sure they never, ever touched him. Well, now along comes the Chargers quarterback, who, I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. That, that, that would be ridiculous. But he can do some of those things, and he's mobile. He can run. Yeah. So that's a scary guy. <laughs> I was talking to an NFL defensive coordinator the other day about, or a former defensive coordinator, about how you game plan for certain guys. And he goes, no, the guy who can run is the, I mean, that's the one. We can, the guy who can pass can kill you. But the guy who can run is the wild card. Like Lamar Jackson is a crazy wild card. It, 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 you you cannot count on stopping lamar jackson right you 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 can hope um another one uh, josh allen in buffalo who who does it all mm-hmm. uh, he can he can throw it and, and he's big um but josh allen running in the open field will will juke safeties so yeah the the running quarterback is the scary quarterback to a defensive coordinator
0: now you mentioned the teams that went 0 oh, and 2 is not a good start in in any division. Yeah, you were around when um, Aikman was a rookie. Is that right?
2: Um, I got here his second year. Okay, so close he, enough. Yeah,
0: because the team wasn't very good his first oh. year, as I recall. <laughs> right.
2: Um, his first year, they went 1 and 15. Yeah, and he didn't even win the one. He was hurt, <laughs> and so Steve Walsh played against Washington, and Steve Walsh won that game.
0: Yeah, I know you're a big Aikman guy, but what did you see then that you knew, like, this guy's he's he's got it? All
2: right. I'm glad you asked this because the other guys um, kind of laugh at this story, but it is true. So Aikman's, again, is his second training camp. And we're in uh, Austin, Texas, at uh, this little college down there, and that's where they train. And if, if I wish I could paint a picture of it, but I'll try. Uh, you know the the sun is behind them and creating a silhouette of four guys. Mm-hmm. And Babe Laufenberg, who played in the NFL for a long time, is now a cowboy broadcaster. Is one of those four guys. Steve Walsh is one of those four guys. Can't remember who the other one is. And Aikman. And you know how you know the drills were okay. We all three step drop throw. Now let's right. all do a five step drop throw. Now let's all do a so the, these repetitive drills were all. Th- three or four guys are supposed to be doing the same thing well it looked like a man and his three children yeah there's his his ability to move his size you know he's a Aikman's a big man
0: yeah
2: uh, and then that his arm velocity and then the, the ball whipping out of there all in silhouette all in black with, with it with an orange yellow background and it, yeah it did it looked like it looked like a dad and my three sons <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and that's right there. And I'm no scout, but that's right there. I'm going, I, I, I can tell which one is Aikman in the dark. Yeah. That's, that's how obvious it was.
0: Yeah. How, how many years after that 1-15 season did they go to the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, they go 1-15 in, uh, in 89. The next year, they went 7-9. And, and Jimmy won coach of the year. They actually went into the final weekend with a chance to go to the playoffs, which would have been incredible. But Aikman was hurt, unavailable, so Babe Laufenberg played in a game at Atlanta. They were not competitive. And then Monday Night Football came, and they still had a chance, had the Saints won or lost or whatever, and it didn't go their way. The the funny story that Jimmy – one of the reasons Jimmy Johnson hates me is because I tell this story. It was the last game of the season, obviously. He had booked a vacation with the assumption that they weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah now he could have gotten out of it uh, yeah. you know he could afford to get out of it but uh, the Dallas Cowboys had their own travel agency at the time he had gone to Dallas Cowboys travel and booked a vacation to leave <laughs> town on that that Tuesday yeah knowing that they they weren't they weren't going to beat Atlanta with babe and the Monday night thing wasn't going to happen anyway and when they were trying to find him to tell him he won coach of the year they couldn't find him cuz he was in Cancun and <laughs> <laughs> so sorry jimmy but it's true
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so last week I called you a sports messiah or maybe a sports Nostradamus, but. Um,
2: That's a little much, but okay.
0: Yeah. So we were talking about the Bears versus the Rams and Matt Stafford, you said, would look like a different quarterback, which I agreed with. Yeah. And um, so I'm over uh, watching, well, I'm actually home watching the game with a buddy of mine. Wednesday night, he texts me the results of his COVID test, which was positive. And uh, so I had to get tested and, you know, worried the whole family, all this right. stuff. I can't imagine what the protocol is in the NFL with, I, I know they want everyone vaccinated, but what, I mean, what is your view on this COVID, NFL COVID protocol?
2: Yeah, you're juggling a lot of balls and we can go back and look at last year. There was some sentiment that, well, what do you, we can't play games. Right. We can't put all these people together and play games. And I said then... I don't have any take any great pride in being right because it's so obvious to me. The the NFL owners are bulls in a china shop. Not even the government tells them what to do right. because the people who govern all got sponsored by billionaires who got them their jobs in office, and the billionaires own NFL football teams. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get Jerry Jones is gonna get his way in the state of Texas. Yeah. And so are the Bears. And so are the lions, and that they just are. That's just the the way power in America works. So we were never going to shut down the NFL ever. No way. They scrambled to come up with rules and regulations, and I think they did. I think they sincerely did their best. Yeah. If you remember last year, though, it sure was weird how the Ravens, with marquee player Lamar Jackson, when he had COVID, they kept postponing the Ravens games.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
2: Oh well, well, let's let's move it back three days. Then the Broncos come along and they've got all four of their quarterbacks sick. Sorry, Broncos, we're not going to move your game. So they, you know, some some uh, uh, wide receiver, driver yeah, wide receiver their,
0: practice player was yeah, their quarterback.
2: Yeah, is their quarterback. So they were making up the rules as they were going along, and in that sense, it it wasn't very fair. They've got some very stringent rules. I can't come. I'm at the star right now, Cowboys headquarters. I took. They gave me a COVID test two days ago, so you know uh, it's where I'm asking here, and so. They are doing their best to try to do business as usual because business is business.
0: But this year they had talked about, uh, you know, if, if COVID gets in the way for a team or some player, you know, they they were going to, they were going to forfeit a game, you know, they would forfeit a game.
2: Yeah. If one team was super sick, they'd have to forfeit the game and forfeit their weekly check. And I think what the NFL was saying at the time is the other team would forfeit its weekly check. And I haven't heard that story pop up since. Yeah. And, and maybe the reason it hasn't popped up since is that's one of the most ridiculous proposals I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I just yeah. asked because, you know, the Saints you know, news came this week that, you know, eight uh, coaching staff and maybe one player came down with COVID this week. Yeah. And, and uh, Sean Payton said, we'll be
2: fine. Okay. Well, first of all, again, you're going to take my paycheck because he's sick.
0: Remember when you were in grade school and you had to stay after class because one kid was screwing around and he wouldn't come, you know, fast. It is like
2: that. (laughs) The NFLPA uh, has raisins for biceps, raisins for brains and raisins for balls. Mm -hmm. They should have. And maybe they did. Maybe that's why we haven't heard from it. The NFLPA loses every single negotiation it's ever involved in with the NFL. They get crushed in every CBA negotiation. They never win anything. Even when they think they won, they don't realize that the owners were giving that win to them, like like decriminalizing marijuana. The Players Association thinks it thinks it won something. You didn't. You got duped again. The owners don't want Le'Veon Bell to miss the first... Remember how every year for the Steelers, he'd miss the first two or four games of the year for pot. Okay? Well, the Rooney family finally figured out, why are we sending our best employee home and losing games because of it? Why don't we... Whatever our best employee is doing that we don't like, why don't we just decide that it's okay that he does it? And and so that's what they finally did. And the NFLPA thinks it won something. The NFLPA thinks it wins when we have, uh, you know, you have to have three days. I, at one point, the Cowboys, I think they did it again. They might've done it twice. Three days off in a row. Why? How does that help? You know, training camp, there's no, no two-a-days anymore. There's no tackling, you know. And I'm not I'm not trying to have good old days syndrome and say, oh, it was way better when I was in high school and they you know if you had a good practice, they gave you a popsicle if you had a bad practice, you you didn't get any water now, you know people probably died from that so it wasn't a very good idea.
0: Well, that's why you're seeing you know players get hurt more in the beginning of the season and you're seeing, players underperform. I mean, right. look at Aaron Rodgers. He's not that bad of a quarterback and he just no. looked horrible. Right. Because he didn't play. He didn't practice, you know. Now,
2: and I, and I'm, I'm all for, again, in a salary cap time, Yes, you, you, you can't, you, you got to avoid injury or, or it's going to kill your team. So I, I get that. The NFLPA uh, is, is, and again, G, the late Gene Upshaw, who, who I knew a little bit and, and admired as a person, Gene Upshaw is an offensive guard, and he's the head of the player association going up against the biggest, smartest, richest, baddest lawyers in the world. Well, no wonder he lost all the time.
0: Hey, I got a quick question for you, Mike. (laughs) Fantasy related. Yes. Zeke Elliott. What's going on? Is he going to bounce back? Are fantasy owners going to be happy with him? Are they going to be like, oh, yeah, Tim's got him. Yeah, that's right. If
2: he was on my team, I'd be fine for the year. But I don't blame you for for looking at that Tampa game and going, what the heck? He got 13 touches, only 11 carries. Now some of that was dictated by what the Buccaneers were doing. They, they, you know, they had eight nine guys in the box. Uh, In fact, the coaching staff sent in 28 running plays in that game, and Dak checked out of about half of them because he looked at the defense and said it'd be stupid to run here. So let's do something else. Next thing you know, Dak Cowboys throw for 400 yards and and should have scored. 35 points and so it it worked but no it didn't work fantasy wise for zeke he will have better days
0: okay because they they say the trend of you know trending last year he just wasn't didn't have a great year but
2: yeah last Uh, year was an
0: anomaly so
2: and now he doesn't have his right tackle but uh he and i think we've talked about this before he looks terrific i mean he he moves he moves like a scat back in practice and in training camp something that was is reminiscent of 2016 so there it's not him uh you know it's like when you broke up with your girlfriend it's it's (laughs) not you it's me with Zeke Um, Elliott it's it's not him it's it's us yeah
1: (laughs) well here's hoping Zeke has a great Sunday because I could use him in my fantasy league this week
2: yes there you go I understand that's what it's
1: all about (laughs) well before we well, I was going to say real quick, John, before we check off, I um, want to let our listeners know, don't forget your football cookout isn't complete without a Traeger grill. Go to niagrasportshub.com and enter for a chance to win one courtesy of Niagara. What were you saying, John? I wanted to get that plug in real quick because we want to give away a Traeger grill to somebody.
0: Yes. You had mentioned uh, the game of the week, which you, you had written down as cheese versus Ravens. What do you, what do you think of that one?
2: I just think the chiefs are an offensive machine uh the, the the Ravens have have one thing that they do so well that they can take a fourth string running back and still do it and run the football featuring Lamar but yeah. Mahomes and company I just think he's uh he's a, he's a unique talent and a unique person uh, and so I, I I would not bet against the chiefs in almost any circumstance I still don't understand how they lost the Super Bowl yeah. Um, all things considered, although they were missing two starting offensive linemen. Maybe that's the creation
1: Yeah, that was, that was big key. Those offensive linemen.
2: Yeah. I think if you, if you pick the chiefs every week at the end of the year, you probably end up making money.
1: Yeah. Well, you saw Pat, you saw Mahomes in college at Texas tech. Yeah. He was incredible in college. I, I mean, having gone to school myself in the big 12, I watched him a lot and loved him in college.
2: Yeah. And, and all the arm angles and the, and, and the creativity that, that, I'm, I'm sure he works on it, but it also comes so naturally to him. And then you watch other quarterbacks trying to mimic it, mm-hmm. and you're going, "No, son." And I bet you there's kids. I bet you there's kids all over America, especially in who are Chiefs fans, who think that throwing the ball underhanded is pretty badass. It's yeah. actually a terrible idea, except for Patrick Mahomes.
0: Well, Tim, that's why the Bears passed on him and moved up to get Mitch Trubisky. They did indeed. <laughs>
2: teams passed
1: on him but he, he and he looks like he's just a nice guy too having never met him he yeah. just looks like one of those guys you want to root for
0: right But you, you now, had mentioned about the chief the chiefs offense and last week they got down i don't know two touchdowns to, yeah. to the browns and yeah in the back of my head i just knew you just know, know that they're going to come back and make it a game
2: yeah and, and i think i think they think that in the back of their heads too yeah which is which is really helpful because they, they have done it they've done that in the playoffs multiple times and meanwhile, I think if you're in, if you're their opponent, I think it's in the back of your heads as well.
0: And it's good to be a fan of that team because I'm a Bears fan, and they get down 14 points, and you turn off the TV and go
2: drink, go rake, rake the yeah, lawn. <laughs> <rake. laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, this is a good 25 minutes. Um, thanks so much, Mike. Are you off to San Diego then, or?
2: Uh- we're going to sit tight in Dallas and get we're it done from here. here.
0: It's not San Diego then, anymore, is it? It's Los uh, Angeles. Los
2: Angeles, SoFi <laughs> Stadium. I, I right. thought about it because that, that thing looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, again, all things considered, we're going we're gonna to lay low in that regard. But then we'll have the Cowboys at home for three straight weeks, including a Monday nighter, I believe, against the Eagles that will feature uh, a ring ceremony of some sort with the new Hall of Famers, Cliff Harris and Drew Pearson and my oh. friend, the aforementioned Jimmy Johnson.
0: There you go. Well, thanks so much for uh, jumping on. We love having you on because you have so many stories and you tell it straight and we just love it, man. So. Well,
2: you, got, you guys do a great job. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of all the things you do and, of course, a fan of uh, Niagara Conservation as well. They, uh, they are the, the inventors of, of some of the finest products in the yeah. land. So it's a great partnership and I yeah, appreciate sure. being a part of it. All right, boys. Have a good you. weekend.
0: This Niagara Sports Hub has been sponsored by Niagara Toilets which are backed by a 15-year warranty and pre-assembled for a 15-minute installation. Follow Mechanical Hub, Mike Fisher, and Niagara on Facebook to get tips and updates throughout the week. Register
1: to win a Traeger Grill at NiagaraSportsHub.com.